You're listening to the African Creators Podcast, a platform that seeks to empower and inspire creatives to follow their passion as well as bring about stories of triumph from the everyday challenging experience of being a young creative in Africa. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of education for creatives and enlightening modern hip-hop artists. My name is Tabiso Valentine Dube, some call me Tabike, and this is the African Creators Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the African Creators Podcast. My guest today is a local Namibian rapper who aims to inspire local youths to pursue their dreams and passions, show them it's possible, to make a living doing what they love. He's performed at the Rock the Mic Showcase and Festival in New York. He's made several appearances as an actor in the local theater and Namibian film scene. And he has two bodies of work to his name to date. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Fidi, the rapper in the building hey hey yo i feel so honored thank you so much and yeah man hyping me up but uh yeah i'm 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 pretty excited to be here and hopefully we can get some like really good stuff out for anyone who's listening yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that's that's uh that's the primary goal you know just try and get you to share as many experiences (laughs) as possible so that you know people out there can get a thing or two yeah sure i'm down man all right cool man uh okay so to kick it off, mm-hmm. just tell us something in brief about yourself, you know, something that we probably won't see on social media, okay. something we probably won't see in the press. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like social media and the press is always like a snapshot of like who the personality is. But uh, in general, like I'm the best of both worlds in terms of like i'm a very likable guy but i also know when to be like really serious and really focused um and yeah man it's just like all artists are just like they're real people and for real people like we go through a lot of stuff as well but at the same time um i do think that just pushing yourself to become what you want to become um takes a bit more than a lot of people are willing to dig deep from so um, I'm a chilled guy, but at the same time, I'm really focused on on becoming something, you know, and uh, inspiring people. Mm. Hopefully, yeah, I could like inspire a lot of you guys to to follow your dreams. Yeah. That's my main aim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's awesome, man. Um, I mean, we we know that you're you're a rapper mm-hmm. and you're also a songwriter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would also uh, classify <laughs> you as a, a poet. Ah, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm really curious, you know, mm-hmm. what, what is your creative ritual like? How do you come up with songs? How do, how do you come up with, with your work? The kind of body of work mm. that I've seen you put out is not like any typical rap artist out there. Mm. Well, I would like to brag and say like, you know, it just comes from within. But um, in actual fact, I've been writing for quite some time. I think like the first time I actually started dabbling in songwriting was actually when I was six because my dad was a he was a sound engineer Mm. and also a drummer so at at his shows I would see all these local artists um, you know doing something and I was always I don't know why tempted to write songs so 
before I even like fell in love with rap, which was later on in like grade five, that's when I first started writing raps. I used to write songs. You know, mm. I actually had like a good voice to sing in, so I just have to get back to training that. And it takes a lot of time. You know, like if you love it, you won't feel the time pass by. I think, but I don't want to lie to any creatives and tell you like, yo, you could be like on that next level because I think people can always tell who's a good songwriter versus someone who's just started in terms of like people use sometimes the same similar types of phrases or yeah, words and, yeah. and you know but um i think with youtube right now where it's at there's a lot of videos that can really teach people just like how to write songs yeah um and also how to like the techniques like when to rhyme using different literary yeah. devices yeah um and the main thing is just connecting with people yeah. so if you can figure those things out um but practice i don't i have to i can't stress this enough practice like go on youtube be inquisitive yeah and study other songs that you really like as to like how they break things down right so, yeah. right yeah no i mean this is this is um i mean it's pretty amazing because we are we are in an age where uh, people can basically learn anything that they mm, want you know because yep. information is more accessible than it was 10 years ago yeah you know and yeah. uh i mean the the sad part is that there's still a lot of places where information is not as accessible you have situations like marginalized communities that don't have access to even basics like electricity that's true. you know i mean that's it's true. very sad but i feel like uh things are getting better and eventually information yeah. is also going to flow and it's going to be accessible to those people in those areas as well yeah like i i agree with you i think actually like um well we are in the best time to be alive yeah. you know anyone can get whatever they want at the click of a button right uh, we're also fighting with information overload, which means, you know, like sometimes we don't know what to look for. Yeah. But in general, I do think like access to the Internet is so understated, you know, and I really wish that a lot of like our leaders could, you know, I don't I don't know what happens in the back end of, um, you know, uh, ensuring that everybody gets gets access to it and the infrastructure and all of that but i do know like even for us in namibia we have like slower broadbands um we don't have as fast internet you know and just that in itself holds us back because you get a lot of people who can do online jobs right. and sometimes that's focused on like the speed that you're able to deliver a service so if it takes you longer to do certain things or upload certain things you're already a few steps behind so yeah. I feel like the internet is underplayed and it, for those that don't have it, they don't have access to it, they don't know what they're missing, yeah. you know, so it's not really their fault, but it's it's just one of those things. That I feel like the, in, the internet can actually, it's like, it's a cliche saying, but it's like the equalizer. Like if you have access to it, you can put yourself in any position. Right. So if you right. don't have access to it, then... Yeah. You know. But then what, what then does that mean for, for, for artists that are trying to make it out there? Because uh, that mm. just basically means that there's going to be more competition, you know, because the yeah. information and the education itself is more accessible. Well, I mean, uh, in my own personal opinion, I feel mm -hmm. like that is a good thing mm -hmm. uh, because it also makes um, the industry better. Yeah. The quality goes up. But yeah. what does that mean for like somebody <laughs> who's like a rapper? Well... Um, like now I think I don't know the exact stats but there are more more rappers than ever 
because <laughs> everyone feels like you know you could just be like a soundcloud rapper and that's a great thing because it allows people to you know like express themselves yeah. but it does also reduce the quality of yeah. um if we're being very honest so what happens is um a select few of artists will have to be so much more better to stand out and um like especially on soundcloud i follow a lot of great artists that no one knows about you mm, know mm. i'll play like one of their songs in my car with someone and people will be like who's this and why they're not big yet so now it becomes a, a matter of how do you stand out you know and a lot of people are also gaming the system too but that that always happens but um i think the main thing is that artists should educate themselves right um because the people who are in the positions that we want to be in they have a lot of stuff happening in the background yeah. they have teams dedicated to them they have like intentional project rollouts right. everything is very specific and there's this entire illusion that you can just like post your song and then you'll go viral because <laughs> now you have access to thousands of people yeah. which really isn't the case the, like a lot of money goes into that and if you don't have money a lot of time mm. but then you have to be very strategic about the uh, whole yeah. exactly and mm. connections come a long way you know some people are just like in the right position so you need to know how to put yourself in a position to win and that's not easy but you know like at least now you can take an online course and figure out you know how to run facebook ads or you know you can take an online course and see like how to brand yourself you know yeah. so those things matter yeah 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 it's pretty amazing i think it doesn't really matter in what uh, trade you're in mm. education matters yeah. you know people yeah. need to be educated yeah. and um at the same time i think the right education is also something that is sh- something that shouldn't <laughs> be overlooked yes you know yes. um mm-hmm. because we we were talking about um decoloniality you mm. know and mm. and how uh, some of the the kind of education that we are receiving is an understanding is it, yeah. not just that mm-hmm. it's also like it doesn't fit the context you know what yeah. i mean oh, that, so it's it's more like, <laughs> and and yeah. if if you educate yourself and assume that um you you're going to apply the same kind of uh, principles and the <laughs> same kind of techniques they use in the states i'm yeah. not saying uh, most of them aren't relevant they yeah. definitely are but yeah. i think you you need to look at like some of these situations like yeah. from your own personal context how then would it work you know i mean definitely i feel like a lot of our curriculums have sort of been adopted um, instead of constructed yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah. just to give you like a an example not in terms of um, education but in terms of like marketing there was a an organization that was introducing a new uh, product that did well in Europe mm. into Africa and what happened is like they were advertising with like um you know like white models and nothing against like white people but it was just like the product wasn't selling and they're yeah. wondering why isn't the selling mm. and the way they marketed it was like towards like white american european families right. but this was in a very um traditional african type of country yeah. so all they had to do was find a local um influencer model and um focus on the things that the people of that place appreciate yeah so it's very important to have context especially like when applying things yeah. they wasted a lot of money trying to push something down people's throats yeah. that didn't fit yeah. you know yeah. and this is what like i feel like we as africans especially 
and Namibians, we need to focus not only on what we do, like obviously take from the world um, the little lessons that we can get, but yeah. we need to tailor make our own experience yeah. and then focus on that and build that. And the same thing goes with our curriculums and the challenges that we're trying to eradicate in our country yeah. in terms of education. Because if you're, especially if you're using a system that was sort of put in place by people that didn't want you to initially win yeah and you're yeah. already kind of setting yourself up for failure yeah, yeah that's the way i see it yeah that's deep man yeah. um i mean i think with education there's no like one size fits all yeah uh, because people are different they mm -hmm. they grow up different they have uh, different experiences mm -hmm. they have a uh, mm -hmm. uh, different um kind of strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. and passions and opinions mm -hmm. So like education isn't really something that is like one size fits all because <laughs> there are too many different contexts out here. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's a global village, uh -huh. there's so much diversity to try and force people to, to learn the stuff that work for you. I you know. I think that's why I love I love the internet first of all, but I think people forget what education is. Because people assume like education is like going to school or going to university. No, it's to educate yourself, which right. means just to learn more about something. Right. So as long as you're spending time learning more about something that you're passionate about, you're basically educating yourself. Exactly. So obviously, if you want to be like a lawyer, doctor, then school is like the perfect place for you to educate yourself. You know, those systems have been put in place specifically to bring a certain output of a person, you know. But like if you're like a creative then you have obviously now the entire internet and YouTube and all of that. Now it's it's tough because you don't really have a lot of people that you know of that can guide you, you know. Fortunately, now we have, we live in a time with mastermind classes where you can get like the information from exactly who you are looking up to. But you still have to do the work of sifting through what is quality content and what is quality education, you know. And um, it's always easier to learn from people that have done it. Um, I think the best example I can give is like, like let's say for instance, I give you all the ingredients um, to creating. Basically, no, let me not give, I just like, you want to make Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm. And we put the chicken there and we give you like, random ingredients and say like we want you to make it taste like that right it's gonna take you forever yeah but the moment i give you the recipe and the instructions it's gonna come out the way it's supposed to come exactly. out so that's what the internet allows us to do but at the same time if you're not following the right instructions it's gonna take you forever to reach point a to point b so yeah, yeah quality of education is also important i guess yeah man that's true that's true coming back to hip-hop mm -hmm. um I mean, hip hop is a culture that was born from oppression. Mm. You know, it, it was a protest form of art. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you look at today's hip hop, mm. how far off is it from the founding principles <laughs> of hip hop? I'm so torn by this question because um, one of my biggest fears, um, especially like being a black individual, is a lot of our culture gets appropriated. Yeah. So a lot of people assume that rock was a traditionally white um, genre, but it was actually a traditionally black genre, mm. which morphed into something. And I understand why a lot of like um, the old hip hop heads feel as if the music is changing and now there's like a lot of these white rappers and they're adopting their style, but they're not sticking to the principles. But here's the thing, like you said, hip hop was a rebellious thing yeah, right yeah. and it was supposed to be a thing of self-expression yeah and people who've been oppressed 
finding their voice and telling their stories. Yeah, so yeah correct. So by us saying that, you know, like it's gone off and not allowing like the young kids to do what they want to do and create these new sounds and these new fields, then we're basically oppressing them mm. because creativity is it's a free thing you know it's 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 something that's not supposed to be you know so when i see these people like oh no trap music is this and this and i'm like no like that that's a subgenre of hip hop right now yeah. you know yeah. um and it's fine like it's kind of like how you have you have rock and then you have metal rock you have pop rock so allow the kids to have their trap rap and if you like lyricism listen to lyrical hip hop you know and i i just feel like there's so many creatives that it's a beautiful time because now so many people are sharing ideas and, and those are sparking other ideas and other sounds so to just limit things to like lyrics or you know just like using these specific sounds it kind of limits hip hop and its growth yeah. in my view so yeah. i don't think we're we're far off i just feel like we're in the next stage of hip hop's evolution in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. and we should appreciate you know like these young kids cuz we're sounding like those old parents who are like yeah back in my day you know like that's how we, back in my day you know like your generation is so but if you think about it every generation has had that because like the older you are the less you want to change but yeah. then the, the the young kids they have their own feel and style yeah so yeah i i'm torn between it but i don't think we're we're, we're off in any sense i feel like we're actually evolving in the right direction um and another thing is also like back when hip hop really started cuz hip hop is only about like 60 years old mm. what was commercial was still bad yeah and a lot of people don't speak about this but you know like um the people who are allowing hip hop to thrive had bad intentions cuz they wanted the black community to be projected as like gangsters and you know like treating women a certain way and yeah. women to be, but like they were at that time still like people who were putting out their messages mm. i feel like the good will always get through the rubble but we shouldn't forget that commercial is always commercial yeah. and their intentions is to make money yeah. so for the people who are commercial they don't really care about hip hop or the culture so they're going to find these young kids and tell them we want you to rap this and we want you to do this and we'll pay you and if you're starving and you have nothing and then someone says I'll offer you a million dollars all you have to do is rap about this obviously for a lot of people they'll take that you know but it has a long term effect on the rest of the generation yeah um a lot of people don't see that so it really just means that you know like the artists should then understand what they're getting themselves into what the culture of hip hop is mm. what it embodies and the preservation of that yeah. and continue using that platform as a form of empowerment instead of breaking communities down yo you know yeah, yeah man yo yeah. like so <laughs> <laughs> uh, years ago in college i did a paper mm-hmm. um that was entitled the evolution of hip hop in africa yeah you told right? me about that right? and um <laughs> I'm familiar with a lot of the things that you told me now but I didn't know everything you know and I remember when I was younger mm-hmm. well not like super young but like when I was just turning into an adult you know mm-hmm. I think that's when trap music started to like evolve into like the thing that mm-hmm. it is now mm-hmm. you know from young Jizzy being the trap king yep, you yep, know and yeah. into it being like what it is now you <laughs> yeah. know and having um the Takashi 69 you know yeah. and because I I felt like I was I was kind of like a um 
to some extent like a gatekeeper of oh. the hip hop culture itself mm. you know mm. um and I, i i didn't understand why things were becoming like that mm. you know and it only took me some time mm-hmm. to, to to eventually understand that you know hip hop was a culture formed out of oppression mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and if we the gatekeepers are oppressing <laughs> yeah. like you were saying you know the young cats out there that are starting to uh, kind of further evolve mm. the art itself mm-hmm. you know because hip hop is not a movement that is meant for certain people yes you know it's meant for anyone yeah. who's who wants to take the opportunity to express, express themselves, themselves yeah. you know in any way possible mm-hmm. and that's why i really um appreciate uh, Malcolm O mm-hmm. and and the kind of raps that he does mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of of um of Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. J Cole mm-hmm. you know because they they tell like real stories you yeah. know and it's 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 got nothing to do with uh it doesn't fall under like oh we're trap music oh yeah. we're old school rappers yeah. or oh, this and that you know uh-huh. it's it's basically about like the music and the message that they're driving home you know it doesn't really matter um what kind of beats they are on mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and there's one friend of mine his name is uh, Uleno Kantlofu mm-hmm. you know he's like we used to be hip hop heads together yeah. <laughs> he used to tell me a lot of stories uh-huh. and i remember um there's this song um you, we got the club going up on, on a tuesday. tuesday i forgot the name yeah. of the guy um i am i am what is it yeah but um yeah. i always thought that that is like a party song that you just play in the club yeah. you know and then one day we're listening and we used to work together and we were listening to the song mm-hmm. and we started listening to the, the story that he was telling uh-huh. you know and he was talking about how people would initially assume that it's like you like to party so much uh-huh. that you party on a tuesday mm-hmm. but that's he's partying on a tuesday because he can't party on the weekends because he's working ah, you know okay, and yeah. he's got I the great he's is is he's got a graveyard shift he's talking <laughs> about his struggles yeah. you know uh-huh. and and he's um is basically sharing like the experiences of being like a black man mm-hmm. um in in a poor community mm-hmm. in in the United States you mm-hmm. know and that he can only be able he like party. he gets this off day on a Tuesday, <laughs> a Tuesday. So, so that's why he turns up yeah. you know yeah. so i think if you if you look at a lot of these things from the surface mm-hmm. you never really get like some form of substance you know yeah. from from the from the content that is being projected especially by the young kids these mm, days it's um, true yeah man but thank you thank you for sharing <laughs> it's uh It's really nice to to know that you have this like perspective mm-hmm. towards the entire agenda. Yeah. Okay, let's let's bring it back home. Mm-hmm. In what states do you think the music scene in Namibia at the moment is? Mm. I mean, with hip hop in mind. Uh I think it's still very overlooked. Um I don't think it's I don't think it's 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 really big in Namibia. I think I think it will be big because right now hip hop is is the biggest Uh, genre in the world so obviously a lot of namibians are listening to hip hop music and a lot of them are sort of like growing and they're reaching a point where they're not just hearing music they're listening to music and i think that's a very big distinction because people are starting to pay attention to like what people are saying and that's something that hip hop is founded on so in namibia you have a lot of um, rappers who wanna you know talk about things that they're going through and people are relating to it and i think the thing is in namibia our local hip hop scene in terms of like 
the fans they don't really understand what like rap and hip hop is you know like um you know hip hop has you know it has dance in it it has you know like graffiti mm, it has fashion fashion you know so it's not just like the rapping it's aspect it's an entire culture yeah it's an entire culture exactly and even just like in the discipline that i practice in which is rap there's a lot of intricacies yeah know? there's a lot of poetry there's a lot of uh, metaphors there's a lot of ways to tell a story there's something called like double entendres and like double layering things so like for the casual listener like they're not trying to figure out yeah. you know like a song that has three or four different meanings yeah. but then when it hits them they appreciate it so much more because it's like oh i thought the song was just about turning up on a tuesday but yeah. it's actually much deeper than that yeah. and then it becomes more personal and i think now only a lot of people are starting to understand what it means to be a rapper or part of the hip hop community it means you know it's it's not even just a lifestyle like it's something that you live breathe and it's something deeper than the surface level mm. so i think the scene is still growing but i do think it will take another maybe 10 years uh, things are moving very fast right yeah. now mm-hmm. it will take another 10 years for things to kind of like reach a point where people have fans but then i think it will take another 15 to 20 years for it to be a, a sustainable like scene and i i also don't think we have defined our sound yet um i know south africa has their sound you know kenya nigeria ghana have their sounds um in terms of hip hop you know mm. like you can just hear distinct he's rapping but you can hear distinctly that that's their sound and i don't think namibia has that yet mm. but we're getting there we're yeah. getting there I, i i see i see it and the kids are really pushing man like they're really doing their thing yeah. so yeah yeah i see I, it happening i would definitely say that you are part of the revolution especially more so because you you decided to quit your day job mm. in order to pursue your career in music yeah and all this information that you're telling me right now it gives me the feeling or the impression that that you've put a lot of work into this mm-hmm. you know not just uh, creative work but also just research itself yeah you definitely. know um why do you think it was necessary for you to to have to go through this kind of experience in mm. order for you to to start pushing you know like um I've gone through a couple different stages in my life. Like I said like my dad was a sound engineer, uh, so we always had like studio equipment and stuff, but I wasn't really in love with like doing music at a young age, so mm-hmm. I wasn't really too focused on that. And then when I started rapping, I st- there was a good two years in which I was just like working on my raps because first it was just like working on my rhymes and making sure that I can rhyme. Mm. But then it like can you make sense, you know? Mm. And then I was at the College of the Arts, I was part of like three bands. So then that kind of built the side of making a good song, you know. What do what does good music entail? Um understanding what a drummer, a guitarist, a bassist does, you know. And then after that, like I kind of started to hone in back on like hip hop, you know. Right. And it's like that entire process every step was necessary mm. cuz a lot of people will hear my stuff today and be like oh you're so good but like when people say it's years of like putting beating down on your craft it's a, it's really just like years of like rewriting verses or like writing rhymes and thinking i've already used that rhyme too many times mm. let me look for something else it's like looking up the dictionary and mm. stuff like that so that's just a part of the process then there's yeah. still like the business side of it understanding how to make money um understanding 
what you want to express as a brand yeah. sort of as an individual there's so much to it mm. and i was listening to a quote recently and the person said like if i had known how much work it would have been in the beginning mm. i probably would have never done it right. but because i love it so much i i have yeah. and i'm still in the process so there's still so much for me to figure out mm. and i think that's the same thing for any creative or any indiv- individual who's starting out right now you might not see it but it's 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 a lot of work yeah. but at the same time it's going to fly by because you're going to be so in love with what you're doing that you're willing to put in the hours or willing to make like the monetary sacrifices and i think people also don't speak about the money enough mm. the money does matter yeah. but also spending it in the right places matters you know and also just like like it's a mental thing you yeah. really got to have a good purpose if you're going to do something as crazy as like leave your job or even just like do it on the side just the fact that you're probably going to spend so much more money in the first 10 years of you doing this then you're going to make so it can't be about the money mm. it can't be about like the fame that 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 cannot be your motivating factor because you're going to give up yeah. when you have an amazing song and it only gets like 50 or 20 plays <laughs> and you're just like i thought i was going <laughs> to blow up off this you know yeah. uh, but every part is necessary because then you know it's not only about the music then yeah. it's like okay what can i do to get my music in the right to the right ears to the right because then you find out people have different tastes mm. you know so then it becomes like okay how do i market and how do i market it to the right people yeah. and how do i market it to the people that connect with it you know yeah. and then over time you start growing so, yeah yeah and, you know like there's so much relevance in what you were saying because um on on an earlier episode with Sir Ray mm-hmm. he mentioned that one of the most important things for you as an artist is to study your audience yes. you should know your audience yes. you know and that's exactly the same thing that you're saying yes. and in an earlier episode as well um no 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 not even earlier like last week's episode uh-huh. um we had Alina Mateke mm-hmm. and she's a she's a visual artist mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. one of the best i've ever seen <laughs> and um she said that like i understand people who like do art on the side and they do it like as a hobby mm-hmm. but then if you're really really passionate about it mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work yes you need to invest time in it mm-hmm. you need to sacrifice mm-hmm. in order for you to actually have returns mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. i don't think if you kind of give up on it too easily you're mm-hmm. passionate enough yes if you know you like i, I feel <laughs> like i feel like cr- the creative sector is people who who don't have a choice who get sick yes. if they are not being creative yes. you know exactly and and i think it's it's the same for me because mm. i like i won't even think straight anymore <laughs> you know yeah. so this is this is uh, this is more than a medium of expression mm. it's it's a lifeline mm-hmm. you know for people mm-hmm. who are in the creative sector mm-hmm. you know so i think like you said people have to educate themselves yep. they have to uh learn about how to handle the money yes. how to make smart investments yes. you know very, very and just important. because you're passionate about it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful you're going to be successful yeah know? and so, like you're creative you know this like you know how much time it takes for you to do what you do you know and all the things that you didn't think you'd need to know in the beginning but now it's like second nature to you but it's because you had to figure them out you know yeah. so i think and i think also another thing is like people should understand like the laws of nature are pretty you know s- similar so you get 
what you get out what you put in you know and if it takes nothing easy comes without effort you know yeah. so if it takes me x amount of years to be a doctor yeah. you know a specialist let me say yeah you know it takes i have to go to school people don't think about it like this but you have your preschooling where you're learning your abc's then you have 12 years of schooling where you're learning a foundation you know and somewhere in there you start doing science and then after that you have about 7 or 8 years of just like studying in university on exactly what you should know so you, you have know? almost 20 years almost 20 years you know <laughs> and then they still practice which is like another 3 or 4 years yeah so If you're going to be one of the best medical practitioners out there, you're going to have to do all those years of putting the work in. Right. That's the same thing with a creative. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't see it. Of course, like um during your beginning years, you might not get as much exposure as you would a doctor, but then that's why you have YouTube. That's why you have like after school you can go to certain places and that's actually why communities should also invest in like arts centers for a lot of your youth because that's still practice. Mm. They're still honing in on their craft. Yeah. And then if you can go to like a school that is in line with the creative discipline that you want to be a part of, that's even better because you learn faster now. Yeah. You know, but the work has to be put in. Yeah. You know, if you're going to start rapping today and expect to blow up in a year, I'm sorry, like like if you do on the off chance that you do blow up, well congratulations, yeah. but then you're going to be competing with people who've honed their craft. Mm, so now years. you need to catch up with them as soon as possible, you know. And at the same time, like you're going to be fighting a battle of I need to stay relevant. I need to stay relevant, which is something a lot of people also don't discuss in terms of like musicians. It's mm. like if you blow up with a small fan base, then you have a lot of casual listeners and followers. but they're not really down for your cause. Mm. So when you if you have a bad song people is like ah you know and they move on. Mm. But like there are a lot of people who don't have millions of fans but at least have like 50k like consistent like you know loving fans dedicated, yeah. you know even like a thousand dedicated fans mm. and they know that if they hit a million streams today and then a year later they can't hit that but they have these thousand dedicated fans and they were to sell maybe like their merch to these thousand dedicated fans they mm. can still make some money off those people mm, mm. instead of those people who have so many plays and then they can't even manage to sell like 50 tickets mm. you know because it was a big song but then after that more big songs will come yeah. you know or more big moments will come for different people yeah. and now you're fighting to stay relevant yeah. so the process is important i don't think a lot of people appreciate the process enough yeah man yeah man no it's uh, it's very true um you need to put in the work at the end mm-hmm. of the day and i think for a lot of young creatives out there it, it's not just pain you know mm. it's not just pain mm. we we go through all of this because we love it you know mm-hmm. it it feels mm-hmm. good to rap every time you yes. know uh, it, it's a very difficult thing you know like mm-hmm. everything else in life you mm-hmm. know you have exams you have like mm-hmm. tests mm-hmm. trials tribulations <laughs> yes. but every time you overcome them you get a feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. you know and i think the really great thing about what you just did today is just share your experience mm-hmm. so that they don't have to learn the hard way <laughs> like you did yeah. you know yeah. so now they know um how to like make smarter investments mm-hmm. how to do more research mm-hmm. you know and and the dedication it also just requires mm-hmm. for you to be a successful artist you know yeah. um and and 
I'm also glad that you 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 don't call yourself like made it yet mm-hmm. because you're still learning and mm-hmm. you're still like on the road mm-hmm. you know but already you've achieved so much you know and mm-hmm. and um you've got lots to show <laughs> but then again you know um as artists we are never satisfied with where we at yeah i believe like true artists are never content yes. so yes. we are always striving for that for that, that next best level. thing you know yeah definitely I mean, I agree with you 100% on that. I feel like uh, human beings should aim to be in a state of continuous growth. So yeah. I do think if you've ever... Imagine like me having my best project come out this year and then for the next 20 years of my life, like I'm not trying to better that. You know, I'm just performing the same songs or, you know, I'm just <laughs> in the same place. You yeah, know? yeah. Like progress is something that's very important. So I think like you're very right on that on that point that creatives especially they're always trying to challenge themselves it's yeah. important to do something that challenges you mm. you know and there's so much like that we haven't figured out yeah you know so like that's the beauty of it like once you get on this next level you're like what if i try this you know and sometimes things won't really come out as best as you planned it but you'll still learn something in there yeah that might be valuable to yeah. your next success yeah 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 that is right it almost just kind of explains how i got here uh, because i think as as a filmmaker a lot of the things that i've learned most of them were just based through trial and error you know mm-hmm. so i try to do this I actually <laughs> learn something else instead you know yeah. and yeah. then once all those mistakes are put together mm-hmm. you know and if you, if you've learned something if mm-hmm. you try to do something and you make a mistake mm-hmm. the moment you get it right you're never going to forget it exactly you know yeah. so so i think i think experience is something that is of great, great. value yes. that's why i feel like sharing experiences is something mm-hmm. that is um that is definitely helpful than just flaunting out like the achievements that one has yeah, made you know you know um but at the same time i, I think i think um just because you want to be a creative or you're passionate about being a creative mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be like fiddy and and um yeah. and like sacrifice everything and then yeah. start doing it because yeah. it's a process you it's know it's a process i think when it feels right to 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 feel like you need to let go of everything else and focus on yeah. it i think it will come to you and and you will know i mean like i have to be honest like i'm actually going to get a job again um if i don't blow up mm. like within the next few months yeah simply because um i've been in a good place you know creatively i've been more creative than ever um i'm really excited about like the stuff that i'll be putting out soon as well yeah but at the same time i've noticed that like i said money matters yeah you know so my process in terms of output has slowed down mm and the goal is to put out more music to reach more people yeah it's not to be to play the story of i'm a struggling rapper and i'm doing i sacrificed everything to make it the goal is to make it yeah. you know and <laughs> i think a lot of people we've all glorified this struggle story people have been sleeping in abandoned buildings or in their cars and stuff like that like it's not really nice especially you don't have to put yourself in that position if that's like not the worst case scenario yeah you know and if i can find a way to work come back at 5 5 to 12 or 6 to 12 i'm grinding it out you know and also another thing i realized is like having a lot of this free time 
I'm not as busy as I thought I would be. Mm. You know, like especially now because like yeah, I I'm I've probably written like 20, 30 songs, you know, and I'm learning how to like mix and master now and all the other sides. Mm. But there's still a lot of time where I'll like watch a series here and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, or be texting. So it's like you find yourself in a situation where you're like, you know, like I could have actually been working, you know, and funding my career cuz when you funding it you can reach your goals quicker mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so as long as you're doing something that's flexible or it doesn't really have to be but as long as you're willing to pay the sacrifice of working after hours i think that's fine and if you can afford to move at the same rate without getting a job then i'm all for that you yeah. know yeah. but if you can't it doesn't mean that just so you can rap about being a struggling rapper because yeah. you think people <laughs> relate to that yeah. you know that you have to put yourself in that position so yeah like um if i don't have to get a job then i won't get a job mm. but like if it can help me get to where i need to get to the to reach the next level then i'm getting a job yeah and i don't mind that yeah and and um like one of my favorite a quote of all time is do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I mean that that was a, a definitely an inspirational story. Like you said none of us have this thing figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all trying to learn as we go. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good thing is that we are sharing these experiences mm-hmm. as we are going as well, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that we we like learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been an, an incredible conversation. Uh okay, let me just ask this question. Uh what do you think is the biggest challenge uh for young hip hop artists in Namibia today and how do you suggest it's dealt with? Um okay. Can I give you two answers? Yeah. Um one is more technical and then the other one is more mental. Cuz I I think people overlook the mental side of just pursuing your goals and dreams. Technical, I think um we we need to create content that is next level than anyone you're competing with because Namibians generally they don't have the culture of supporting something unless it's extremely good right that's just from here you know in in other countries and a lot of local artists who are bigger than me who i've spoken to have said i go to europe and people instantly ask me yo where can i buy your music yo can i you know like it's easier to make a living abroad because people see that you're doing something creative they celebrate it and the culture is to pay you for those services Whereas in Namibia, it's a lot of things of like, yeah, this is my friend. You know, so he wants a discount to my shows. You know, stuff like that. And yeah. people, people, they they always want. They're not really willing to pay, especially in the first five or six years of you doing your craft. They want freebies. You know, um, so create something that's completely next level, and then don't don't reduce your price or unless you have like a working relationship, like set your price. It's fine to say no to people when they like oh no but I'll pay you so much less and then you're just like I'll do it for cash you know mm. because the thing is the perception is they always feel like they can then come to you take advantage of you and stuff yeah. like that let them feel like what they're paying for is worth the quality yeah you know yeah. um but mentally I think for any creative in general or for any human being especially us creatives you're your creativity sparks from who you are so your journey of self actualization figuring out who you are what you do don't rap like fiddy because that's how fiddy raps 
don't rap like you can you can learn from them in terms of technique mm. but the world wants you it wants what's new what it hasn't experienced before right um like you mentioned before everyone has their different life experiences their different journeys that's what we want to know because we want to see things from your perspective mm. um we want to understand why you're such a douchebag or why you're such a nice guy or why you know you express yourself in this way so figure out who you are which is a lifelong journey and then put that in the music and if you're in a dark place put the, make the music dark if you're in a good place <laughs> you know and don't yeah. be thinking about like how everybody's going to receive it because the ones that will connect or with who it resonates to will connect with it and they'll come to you and you'll have more of an impactful career rather than just making like radio hits for the sake of making yeah. radio hits yeah yeah, yeah. so that's no, my man, advice this is yeah that's that's um that's very invaluable information yeah. thank you man um and yeah i f- i feel like you you really hit the high note when, <laughs> when you mentioned about like it's okay to to say no to people who mm. want to offer you less value for what mm-hmm. you actually you know um know what to for what for the actual value that your work mm-hmm. has you know mm-hmm. um and i feel like that way you maintain your value yeah and they also they may hate you mm-hmm. but then they'll definitely respect the value that you have yeah and like they never appreciated you in the beginning you know because they wanted to take advantage of <laughs> yeah, you you know yeah, yeah. and you're looking for their approval i think as creatives um there's a movie i really i watched recently it's one of my favorite movies actually uh i used to watch it way back in the day from 2012 but now like i got it back it's called um syrup and it's a marketing movie yeah yeah and yeah i watched it i watched <laughs> it many many times like, it's yeah it's, it's one of my great, favorite movies too if you if you if you ever need something like educational but really dope like watch that and there's a scene where the the main character scat talks about how the difference between like businesses and creatives mm. so uh, a creative will create on some, create something they love and work on it and make sure it's great and then later on they'll think about marketing it and selling it mm. whereas a business will always look for like what's missing in the market and then create a solution for, for what's missing and make money and that's why like businesses make so much money and creatives are always on the spectrum of like we're like we love what we do and create great art forms but mm. we don't really make a lot of money yeah. now the thing is the paradox is the creative makes better products right mm-hmm. but no one really cares about them yeah whereas the businesses make trash products but then they find a way to sell it to everybody yeah so as a creative we're so on this one side of like creating but we should also remember like there is this other side of like you know making a life and all of that so just in general i think like we forget about how much time has gone into our craft mm. you know how much like the lessons we've learned the little things that we've added you know the connections we've built so when you're reducing your price you're taking away from all of that and just to sum this up there was a beautiful story i once heard of this um graphics not graphics designer but like he could really draw mm. and this guy was drawing on a napkin in a in a cafe shop and someone approached him and they were like um how much for the napkin because they wanted to buy the napkin mm. that's how good it was and then he said something like 150 US dollars and they looked at him and they're like 
you just drew that on a napkin. It, it just took you five minutes to draw that. <laughs> and then he looks at them and he's like, no, it took me 20 years to draw that. Right. You understand? Yeah. So every time you devalue yourself, you forget that it's taking you X amount of years to yeah. reach that level. Yeah. So people should pay for the value of the service you're giving them yeah. or the creative product that you're putting out. Yeah, so yeah. basically what you're saying is that the value isn't isn't like the 30 minutes that you perform Exactly, today. yeah. It's the 10 it's years that you've put in exactly. you know, in order for you to get to that point yeah. where you are. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Incredible, that's incredible what... stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Fidi the Rapper, yeah, for I appreciate joining it. us I appreciate for today's um, episode. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, like it's uh, it's it's been very enriching. Mm. Uh, so much I, I learned so much about you as a person as well, you know, and 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 your perspective and the views and and the way you value education as mm. well, you know, because I feel education is really it's a really integral part about mm-hmm. uh, human life in general, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Later on, mm-hmm. creatives, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter in what field you are, mm-hmm. you know, education is important, mm-hmm. and when I just talking about education of sitting in the classroom mm-hmm. sitting in the lecture room mm-hmm. uh, but constantly educating, educating. yourself you yep. know actively learning all the time yes and that's what we need to do as human beings you know yeah. um so i'm really glad that you shared this experience and um yeah it's definitely of immense immense value <laughs> and yeah. we really really appreciate it ah thank you i just want to say thank you um i love what you're doing here I love your mission. I love how you're empowering, especially like African creatives. And you know, I like that it's a platform where people can discuss. Yeah. You know, like I've learned a lot about you today as well. You know, so it's just, it's really like, it feels good to not just be bombarding information, but to be sharing ideas. Because yeah. I'm learning, you know, <laughs> this is stuff that I can also use. Yeah. And yeah, like on, in terms of education, like there's a reason why people said education is the key. I think the other thing that I have to mention since we're on education is application. Mm. Um, mm. I think that's one thing that's very overlooked. You can have all the information in the world, but if you don't use it, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You know. So I think that also you remember things better when you've applied them rather than when you've just read them. So it's better to experience and apply things instead of just like read about them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll, you'll be back one day. Oh, and definitely. You can share a little bit more uh, yeah, on, on this topic and other topics as well that we <laughs> <laughs> that we uh, will need to discuss. It's been amazing. It has been amazing. This is all we have for you guys today. It's your host Tabiso Valentine Dube. Some call me Tabi K. You know, it's the African Creators Podcast. For now, I'm out. Thank you for tuning into the African Creators Podcast. We'll check you out on the flip side. 